Welcome to Brave, Bold, Brilliant. Your host, Jeanette Linfoot, talks to incredible people about their experiences and unleashing their full potential. From the boardroom tables of big international business to the dining room tables of entrepreneurial startups, embracing opportunities, overcoming challenges, taking risks, while staying true to yourself is where the magic happens. Hi there, everyone. Jeanette Linfoot here. Hope you have all had a wonderful day or having a wonderful day and you are all being brave, bold and brilliant in everything you're doing. So what I want to talk about today is how we can absolutely, every single one of us, ensure that we don't just settle for mediocre in our lives, in our businesses, in our relationships, in our careers, whatever you are thinking about. You do not have to just settle for average. And it's so important to be able to absolutely reach for the moon and live your life to the full potential. So I want to really cover in this session exactly some really great practical tips how you can do that and things that you can put into your everyday routine, in particular in the morning, to totally make sure that you unlock the miracle in you. So now I read a great book called Miracle Morning by Hal Elroyd. So a lot of the concepts that he talks about really resonated with me. And a lot of them I realized I was actually doing anyway, but maybe hadn't thought of it in that context. So I want to share some of those ideas, some of those thoughts with you um, through this. And this is all about, as I said, how every single one of us can achieve our full potential and not just to settle for average and mediocre in our lives. And why is it so important? Well, gosh, it's so important because we only have one life and we don't want to have any regrets, do we? We don't want to be leaving this earth and whenever that may happen, looking back saying, oh, I could have done this, I should have done that, I would have done the other. You know, no, we want to absolutely live our dreams and achieve our full potential. So absolutely, that's what I'm going to talk about in this session, how you can unlock the miracle in you, the inner brilliance with some very, very simple tools in place. Now, the first thing to realize is that the harsh reality is that probably 95% of people never really achieve their full potential or follow all of their dreams. And what a great shame that is. So if you recognize that and you go, no, I want to be in the top 5%. I deserve to be in that top 5%. And I want to be successful. I want to be the, live the life that I dream of. Um, you know, then absolutely that's the first step, recognizing that you want to be in that 5%. And who wouldn't, right? I certainly do. The second thing to realize is, well, how can I avoid mediocrity? And I guess knowledge is power here. You know, if you know what can cause mediocrity, well, then you're much better placed to watch out for it, to be aware of it. And if you spot those signs creeping in in your own life, well, then you can absolutely take a different course of action. So being self-aware and aware of the causes of mediocrity or why people settle in life and making a conscious choice that that is not the path that you are going to take, 
That is really the, the second step. So the first step saying, I want to be in the top 5%. And the second step is saying, okay, well, how can I avoid those traps of mediocrity? So I'm going to cover them now. Um, and I think a lot of these will resonate with you. There are seven of them um, It just as a summary overview. So you might want to grab a pen, actually, just to jot some of this down. I find it really helpful just to write stuff down when I listen to something that's quite helpful. So the first cause of mediocrity, and as I say, there are seven of them. The first one is what you'll call rearview mirror syndrome. And this really is all about, you know, looking backwards constantly. So you may have had um, an experience in the past that maybe it wasn't a positive experience. Maybe it was a negative experience. You try, you know, relationship didn't work out or you tried a business venture that failed, or you went for a promotion and you didn't get the promotion, or, you know, there could be a whole host of things in our personal business work life here. But because that actually was your experience in the past, you make the mistake of thinking that that is going to be the result in the future. And the reality is that your past does not dictate your future. You know, you can take the learnings from the past. And I'm a big believer in sort of reflecting, reflecting and looking at what's happened in your life so you understand it. But your future is what you create. So this rear view mirror syndrome, it can be quite dangerous, you know, always harping back to what's happened in the past, um, you know, isn't necessarily the way that's going to take you forward into the future. So that is the first thing, you know, sort of not really uh, always looking backwards. And the thing is, you can choose. We can all choose what our path is going to be. Now, the second one, which is I am really big on this is a lack of purpose, a lack of vision, not really knowing where you want to head to, not really knowing what you want to achieve in life, in your personal life, in your business, in your career, whatever. But lack of direction can really blow you off track because, you know, here's the thing, you don't get into a car and with no idea where you're heading. You know, you would just wander around aimlessly. So very often, you know, if you don't actually know what you want in life, what your purpose is, what your vision is, well, then that can cause you just to sort of, you know, sort of trundle along really and just accept average in your life. So it's very important to know where you're heading and what you want to do. And I mean, I do whole sessions on this, to be honest, you know, in particular with my mentee clients, we spend a lot of time really crystallizing what it is they want to achieve in this, in the phase of their life. So that is point number two, that if you don't have purpose, you can very much be at risk of being mediocre. So let's avoid that as much as we can. The third reason for mediocrity is isolating incidents. Now, what I mean by that is actually, you know, kidding yourself that because you didn't go to the gym today, that it doesn't really matter. It's just a one-off. But the problem with that is that if every day that one-off is repeated of not doing something or not taking action or reacting in a certain way and saying, oh, it doesn't really matter that I lost my temper in that discussion, 
But if it's it's not a one-off, you know, because the way that you do anything is the way that you do everything. And I think it was T. Harv Eker that, that said that. And that makes a lot of sense to me because if you're used to doing things in a certain way, then that is just that becomes the norm for you. Um, and it's not a case of sort of, you know, just putting things off for tomorrow. Tomorrow never comes. So about creating habits that stay in your life and just become part of who you are really massively helps propel you forward and not just accept mediocrity. Um, And that really does affect who we become. Now, the fourth um, area to watch out for is having a lack of accountability. Now, lack of accountability can mean that you often can get blown off track Maybe you don't feel you have to take take action. And accountability can come in all shapes and sizes. You know, it could be that you have a mentor that keeps you on track and keeps you accountable. It could be a compassionate friend. It could be a family member. It could be your boss at work. But to have someone that you feel um, you need to be going back to and saying, actually, this is where I'm up to with everything it makes a huge, huge difference. Whether it's a mentor, a coach, as I say, a boss, a peer group member, a family member, but make sure you've got someone to keep you accountable. And I'll use the gym analogy as well. You know, if you don't feel like training, you know, you can take an isolating incident and say, I won't bother today. But if you're going to go to the gym with a friend of yours and you're meeting that, that friend down there, the chances are you're more likely to go because you don't want to let the other person down. And that is just a very small example of accountability um, and how it really works. It does give you that extra discipline to really keep focused. Now, the fifth area of mediocrity is what I would call your mediocre circle of influence. Now, the people that you spend time with are most definitely the people that you become. So if you're spending time with really negative people that have no ambition, that don't want to achieve anything in life and the world's against them, you know, that can really sap your energy. It can bring you down. Whereas if you spend time with people who are uplifted, they're excited about the future, they take risks, they try new things, they encourage you, it's a totally different ballgame, right? So if you accept um, only having mediocre people in your life, the chances are that's going to rub off on you. You know, so who you spend time with, who you, um, you know, learn from and get encouragement from is really important. So have a think about the people you're spending time with. Are they lifting you up? Are they helping you? Are they encouraging you with your journey? Or are they actually putting you off uh, and maybe not supporting you in a way that you would really like and benefit from? So mediocre circle of influence. And this isn't to say that you drop all of your friends, you know, and you just sort of all of a sudden become very false and surround yourself with a whole different group of people. No, but it is about being conscious of what are you trying to achieve and the people you spend time with, are they helping you get there? Um, And it is sometimes quite a harsh reality check, you know, as well. So that is the fifth point of mediocrity. 
The sixth area is about lack of personal development. Now, I just believe that we're all work in progress. Doesn't matter what age you are, doesn't matter what job you do, what career you're in, what business or where you live or your family. But I firmly believe we are all work in progress, which means that to be constantly learning, constantly wanting to develop ourselves, be a better version of ourselves, that sort of thirst for knowledge, thirst for experience, that's great. You know, it's so satisfying to absolutely be continually improving really and learning something and if you don't have that in your life you can stagnate you know it's very easy to just sort of go oh well I know what I know and but you know that's not going to propel you forward to to become this top five percent that we're talking about to be miraculous and amazing so we want to make sure that we are always working on ourselves um, and the best investment you can make is in yourself. And that investment could be in monetary terms or it could just be in time and effort and energy, you know, but invest in yourselves. It's so, so important because if you're in good shape, everyone around you will benefit as well. Um, and some of this is, you know, it's, it's the old adage, isn't it, of when you get on an aircraft, you know, uh, they always tell you when the oxygen, if the oxygen mask comes down, make sure you put your own mask on first before you put the mask on the child or whoever you're traveling with. And that's true, really, in life. I think if you're in good shape, then you are much better able to help those around you as well. So personal development, don't see it as being selfish. Don't see it as, you know, dedicating time to yourself that should be time for other people because actually everyone benefits if you're in great shape, both mentally and physically. And then the seventh um, thing around mediocrity is a lack of urgency. You know, if we've not got a deadline or a, or a goal that we're aiming for or, or sort of, you know, something that's going to really keep us on track, sometimes things can drift, you know. So we absolutely want to make sure we've got some sense of urgency to propel us forward. So those are the seven um, areas that can cause mediocrity and to watch out for them. Now, none of us are perfect. We can all find we slip into those every now and then. And of course, we're human, right? So none of us are absolutely perfect. But if you're aware of them and you can spot them or spot those behaviors in yourself, you're in a much better shape to be able to say, actually, no, this isn't serving me. This isn't going to get me to where I want to get to. So I'm going to recap on the seven causes of mediocrity. Okay. The first one, rear view mirror syndrome, looking backwards um, and thinking that what's happened in the past is what's going to happen in the future. And that is not necessarily the case. And very often it is not the case. You can choose. Two, lack of purpose and vision. Be clear where you want to go. Be clear what you want to achieve. And if you're not clear, spend some time getting clear. Give yourself some headspace to do that. Third one, isolating incidents. So again, you know, don't kid yourself that this is just a one-off. Um, Because actually the habits that you put in play are the things that are going to propel you forward and just become naturally part of who you are. Fourth one, lack of accountability. You know, make sure you have accountability. Um, Mediocre circle of influence. Think about who you spend time with. Think about, are they lifting you up? Are they serving your purpose? Are they encouraging you? Are they calling you out if you know you've got a bit of bad behavior going on? Because that's also important. So don't have a mediocre circle of influence around you. Make sure you're spending time with people that are going to encourage, lift you up and, and help you get where you want to get to. Number six, lack of personal development. 
You know, make sure you invest time in yourself and it could be monetary, it could be time, it could be energy, whatever it is. It doesn't all have to, always have to cost a lot of money, this, but, you know, believe that you're worth it. Make sure that you invest in yourself and your own personal development. And then the seventh one is lack of urgency. You know, don't let things drift. So those are the seven causes of mediocrity. Now, what we're now going to talk about is what are the things that you can do to avoid them and to put some structure into your day to make sure that you are on the path to achieving greatness, to achieving miracles, as opposed to just settling in life for average. Who wants average? I don't want average. I'm sure you don't want average either. So, you know, let's go for it. So I'm just going to, at this point, we draw a line in the sand, okay? And we choose, you choose today, I don't want average. I want amazing. I want miracles in my life. I want to live the life that I absolutely want of my dreams. But you choose, you know, this is all in your control. So mediocrity is a direct result of not having a commitment to your personal development to learn, grow and improve. Okay, so I'm going to say that again. Mediocrity is a direct result of not making the commitment to continuously learn, grow and develop and improve yourself. So given that we've already said, we don't want that, we want to go for the moon. Um, You know, we want to go for the stars. Why not? Come on, let's do it. We can do this. So let's get into some how you can do that, some practical tips. And as I said to you, there's a great book, you must read it by Hal Elroyd called Miracle Morning. Well, I'd recommend you read it. It's a very, very um, uh, short book, actually. It's not not overly um, complex or anything. But a lot of this is in there and it really resonated with me, which is why I'll give full credit to Hal Elroyd, because when I get inspired by reading from someone else, um, I think it's great to share it and to to sort of spread the word, if you like. So that's what I'm doing with this, uh, this session now. So it's only really by working on ourselves that we can get outward results. So this is very much about sort of an inside out perspective, you know, and I firmly believe that the outward results in your life are a direct result of who you are inside as a person, you know, so that could all be around your mindset, your approach to things, making sure you've got some of those great things we were talking about earlier, you know, you've got a purpose, you're surrounding yourself with the right people, all of those things that are in your control is within your inward inward world, if you like, but the results show in the external world, you know, and that's not just monetary results. It could be, you know, happiness in relationships. It could be doing good in the world. It could be a charitable cause that you do. And yes, it could be, you know, creating great wealth for you and your family as well. You know, so success looks very different for different people. Um, But certainly I firmly believe that, you know, working on yourself is so important to what you can achieve externally. There's normally a direct uh, relationship there in from what I have seen and experienced. So I'm going to talk to you now about the miracle morning. Um, and this is the concept around putting habits in place in your daily morning routine in particular. It doesn't have to be morning, but morning is definitely a key part of the day because it sets you off in the right direction for the rest of the day. That's why we're focusing on the morning. And everyone can do this. 
but it does take effort and it does take time and it does take building a new routine into your life, you know, so it doesn't just happen overnight. So the first thing that I would say is, you know, there are basically six key areas um, to focus on to create your miracle morning. And now some of this, if you're slightly, slightly cynical about some of this stuff, I get it. You know, I mean, I've been there as well. And I thought, oh, what a load of mumbo jumbo. But I'm telling you, this absolutely works. It's so simple. It really works. Um, And I, you know, me, I'm a very down to earth person. I only speak about things that I think are very practical and useful for people. So I firmly, firmly recommend this as an approach to your morning. So let's go through them then. There's six areas. So the first thing is when you get up in the morning, you want to set yourself up for, for, for kind of getting out of bed in the right way as well, you know. Um, so I would always say just some practical things, you know, don't have your phone by the bed, right? Move it away so that when your alarm goes off, you physically have to move. You know, you don't just roll over and press the snooze button, right? Because that's just, you know, it's not the right way to start your day. And we've all been there, you know, I'm not, I'm far from perfect. So I've pressed the snooze button at certain times as well. But if you actually have to physically get out of bed to switch the alarm off on your phone, then that that gets you moving straight away. Second thing, drink a glass of water. Sounds silly, doesn't it? But, you know, if you've been asleep all night, you've had no, you're not hydrated, right? So have some, have a glass of water, go and clean your teeth, have a wee, do whatever you need to do first thing in the morning, but you gradually wake yourself up, right? Um, and then I would always recommend putting your training kit on straight away if you can, you know, because exercise is a core part of the routine I'm going to talk you through now. And if you've done that and you're not sitting around in your pyjamas, but you're dressed, and you're ready to do, you know, whatever exercise you like to do in the morning or you're going to put into your routine, it's much easier then, actually, because you're dressed and you kind of get your head ready. So that's just the prep, okay? Um, Some tips on the prep. So when you're actually now starting your miracle morning, there are six areas. You might want to grab a pen, actually, and write these down. Um, I will go through them one by one, but as I say, you know, you'll find your own rhythm with this. The first one is to spend some time in silence. Now, I really struggle with this um, because for those of you that know me, I'm a bit of a chatterbox. (laughs) I'm always on the go. I've always got something going on. So to sit in silence is quite difficult for me. (laughs) But I tell you, it is so wonderful to be able to do. So let's just take this as sort of like, I don't know, say maybe an hour of your morning. Could be less and you can adjust the timing. So five minutes just spent in silence on your own, nothing around. And this is a great time. I mean, you can do different things. You know, you can do a bit of meditation if you're into that, or you can just close your eyes and kind of concentrate on your breathing. But it really calms you. You know, it really gives you a sense of peace to start your day rather than sort of, I don't know, running into the shower and, you know, the kids are screaming and you're running to the, you know, it just sets you off in a very calm way for the day. So five minutes in silence. The second one, is affirmations. So this word that I'm going to, the acronym for this is called SAVERS, S-A-V-E-R-S. So the first one, S, is for silence. The A is for affirmations. Now, an affirmation basically is around you verbalizing and saying what you want to achieve, what you want to be. Some of these could be long-term, some of them could be shorter-term, but this is about you physically 
saying out loud what you want to do, what you want to achieve. You might say, I'm going to, I'm going to get promoted. I'm, I've got that promotion or, you know, I'm going to make this relationship work or I'm going to start this new business. It's going to be amazing. Or I want to pay all, I'm going to pay all my debts off. You know, whatever it is, but you, the more you say it to yourself, what you do is, and say it out loud, actually, if you're okay with that, say it out loud. That's what I've started doing. I do a lot more. Say it in the shower. That's cool. But affirmations make a big difference because what they do, it trains your subconscious that this is a reality. Um, so, you know, this is all about totally believing in your purpose, knowing what it is, say it out loud. And as you say it every single day, every single day, all, you know, your subconscious will get trained and then you will start to raise your vibration and, you know, start to attract things into your life. I firmly believe it. Now, the cynical people there will go, what a load of mumbo jumbo. But I can only speak from personal experience that this has really helped me. It's massively made a big difference to the results that I'm getting. The V, next third point, is visualization. Uh, And again, this is sort of linked to the affirmations a little bit. But, you know, just close your eyes and picture, picture that future world. Picture what it's going to feel like. How are you going to feel? And also, importantly, visualize the actions that you're going to take to get you there and how it's going to feel. You know, if you want to become a fantastic public speaker, for example, you might go, I'm going to be on, I'm going to do a TED talk. And you might close your eyes and think, oh my gosh, I can feel the butterflies. I can feel the nerves in my stomach before I walk onto the stage or whatever it might be, you know. So there's just so many, we're all different. So, so your visualization will be different. You might say, God, I really want that house in the country with a horse. Oh, I can really vision, I can I close my eyes and I can see me galloping across the countryside on that horse. Makes it feel quite real, actually. It's really quite powerful. Okay, so that's the third point. The fourth point is exercise. Now, exercise is so key. Um, I'm a massive believer in a healthy body equals a healthy mind. Uh, and I could, do, I could do a whole session on every single one of these points, but this is just to give you a good overview, really. But doing some form of exercise in the morning is great because it gets your endorphins going, it clears your head. I get so many of my best ideas when I'm, I'm out running or I'm in the gym or whatever. Honestly, it really makes such a big difference to me personally. So I would recommend it. Now, if you're not massively into exercise, because we are all different, that's fine. You know, you could do something quite light. You know, you could do a bit of yoga or you might do, I don't know, a little bit of like star jumps or something, you know, in the bedroom or whatever it is. Um, But, you know, get yourself moving. The point is get your heart rate up and get yourself moving because it energizes you. Um, uh, Sorry, the fifth point is reading. And this links back to the point we're talking about mediocrity in that personal development um, is such a big part of this, investing in yourself. And that's what this routine is about. It's about investing time in yourself. So reading is fantastic. Now, you might, it might be podcasting or something like that that might be, more, might be more your thing. But the point is spend some time learning something every day. You know, and even if that's only committing to reading 10 pages of a book or whatever it might be, over the course of a year, you know, um, that really does add up. You know, 10 pages of a book, you know, will, will cover you like through a whole, whole host of different topics. It could be mindset, it could be business, whatever, but do something that's going to, you're going to learn something from. 
um, and just spend, even if you don't spend 10 minutes um, in the morning reading something, then that's that's really great. Um, and then the S is for scribing. And I guess that's because the acronym <laughs> didn't work. So savers, let's call it writing. But it, 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 in an ideal world, it's about keeping a journal. Now, I've never been mad on keeping a journal, but what I tend to do is I will note down how I'm feeling that day um, or something that's, if I've read something actually, I will often jot down notes of, of the book I'm reading um, because that helps me. It helps it sink in and it just makes me sort of believe it. But, you know, the, the technical way of doing this is to keep a journal because it allows you to then look back and also look forward. And you can see how far you've progressed when you look back at your journal from, say, five years ago or whatever. But, you know, we're all different. So that might not be your thing. So I'm going to recap on the six areas of the Miracle Morning and the acronym is SAVERS. The S, first S, silence. The the A, affirmations. The V, visualisation. The E, exercise. The R is for reading and the S is for scribing, stroke writing. Um, Now, the order that you do this in is down to you, okay, because you might have a different flow. For me, what I would say I do personally, I do my exercise at the end. So I do all of this first. I do the silence, the affirmations and the visualization. And that's kind of one chunk of, of stuff together. Um, so that, that's kind of cool. And then I get into the reading and the note taking. So, and then I go for my exercise. Now everyone's different. Some people might, sometimes actually I will do the exercise first and um, just literally get out of bed and go if I'm, if that's how I'm feeling, then I come back and I do the other part. So find the order that's right for you. Um, but the key is you need to do this every morning. Now you might say, oh my God, how can I find an hour in my morning every day? Well, the simple answer is get up a bit earlier, to be honest. Um, And once you get used to doing that, it becomes sort of part of your routine. But even if you're short of time, you can still do this. You know, even in, say, six minutes or 12 minutes, if you only spent a minute or two minutes on each of those, just, you know, give yourself a bit of space to do it quietly on your own, that'll make a big difference. So the ideal is, you know, spend an hour doing this. But, you know, your exercise might be half an hour and then sort of half an hour on the other stuff. Um, so, so yeah, so that's the ideal, but, um, and equally you might want to go for a bit longer, you know, you might be on a roll and, and sort of be really enjoying some peaceful meditation. Your silence might be 15 minutes or half an hour or whatever. So everyone's different, but find your flow. But the key is do it every morning. Now, at first you, you'll probably start off quite, quite excited about it and thinking, oh, this is great. I love this. And then you might kick in about day four or day five and go, oh God, you know, I'm sort of, I'm not sure if I can do it today. I've got the time. And you start making excuses, right? And this is where you have to choose. Do you really want to make a difference in your life and fulfill your potential and live your dreams? Or do you just want mediocre? And that is only a, a something you can answer yourself. For me, you have to keep going. And uh, I think all the science behind it says it takes 21 days to stop an old habit and replace it with a new habit. So 21 days. But I would always recommend doing it for 30 days because the 30 days, the period from day 22 to day 30 is when it really becomes solidified in terms of your routine and it just becomes natural to you. Now, some of this you might be dipping in and out. I found when I sort of really thought about this, I was doing quite a lot of this stuff anyway. But actually, I haven't really put so much structure and discipline around it. 
certain aspects I was and some of it was a bit new you know I, I, I certainly never used to do affirmations out loud whereas every single morning I do my affirmations now and I love it it's great it's liberating <laughs> so you know all I would say to you is give it a go give it a go none of us want mediocre in our lives we want miraculous we want brilliance we want to live our dreams and you can all absolutely do that you just have to choose you just have to choose and then you have to take the action. So, you know, thanks ever so much for watching, for listening. Um, I just think you're all amazing. So, you know, remember, be brave, be bold, and be brilliant. Okay, take care. Bye, Jeanette checking out. <laughs>